This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to I'll Have What She's Having, a food and drink podcast from me, Sophie Wybird. And me, Hannah Crosby. Every week, Sophie and I sit down to dinner. She makes a dish, I pair a wine, and we put the world to rights. This week, we pair sesame, melon, and cucumber salad with pet mat. And we talk about our feelings about girl dinner, solo dining fees, and the bear. Hello! Hello! How are you doing on this very grey morning, Han? It's absolutely miserable. You know what? It's so miserable that my brain actually thinks that it's autumn. And I'm getting ready, like, in, in the back of my brain. I'm like, oh, it's hibernation season now. I had exactly the same thing Christmas. this morning. Yeah. My alarm went off and I was like, I couldn't possibly. Oh, no. It's October. We don't get up in October. It's October now. I'm getting ready to go to Cheltenham Literature <laughs> Festival. I'm, God, that's the most middle class thing I think I've ever said. <laughs> Um, I feel damp and sodden all the way through, um, probably because I took this hoodie off the drying rack before it was done, <laughs> <laughs> just as you came round. I do that all the time. Like my body heat will dry it. Yeah. Surely. It That's how to. that works. Yeah. I, I am the clothes horse. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm okay. I, I think that the weather just, I always think the SAD isn't real and then something like this happens. So I'm like, I am depressed. And at the start of the season, we were going, it's always extremes of weather. It's always very hot in the summer. Bullshit. We just it. I think this might be our first mid-weather episode. Yeah. I'm not feeling sticky today. No. I'm feeling distinctly quite cosy. I know. I'm, I'm feeling damp. I'm feeling damp. Um, <laughs> we've both had, I, th- I think it's been about like three weeks since we, re- we recorded the last it is, Podcast yeah. Episode. So you obviously heard happened. an episode last week, but we actually recorded that ages ago. <laughs> movie magic. Yeah, movie magic. The other previous one was Christelle. It was a great way to leave it. Um, but we're a bit out of practice, but we're ready to get back in it. We've both had a lot has happened. A lot has happened. A lot has happened in our personal lives, in the world. Yes. Uh, we've eaten lots of nice things, drank lots of nice things. Mm. What are we drinking today? Okay, we're going straight in. Let's go. So this, I think, is a really good breakfast wine. It is from Chateau Le Roc, Le Rocambule. Uh, it is a 
hitting at from the southwest of France. And the reason I'm saying that I'm lazy is because it was left over from the wine club I did last week. You're being sustainable. So it's I didn't have to go and get any more wine. I just used the wine that I'd already bought. Um, this is a combination of two varieties that are native to the southwest of France. So Moussac and Negret. This is like grown up Ribena. It's got this gorgeous, sumptuous black currant note. It's a little bit like... It's still got like a good acidity, uh, still got a great freshness, but it's less crisp and acidic. It's kind of like nice and sweet. It's almost like a little fruit juice. Yeah, it's so fruit Bina. juice. You said that you're already a fan of this, even though we haven't we haven't drunk it together before. But you, no, I separately love this wine. They sell it in my local wine shop in Nunhead, Mother Superior. Lots of the time, they also sell it in the grocery in Hoxton, which was next to my old office. Mm. So it was quite a regular nice little pet nap for me to buy and i am so i'm very very excited just because i think that sparkling wines i mean like i'm gonna bang on about until the end of time but sparkling wines are great pairing wines they're usually quite complex and also if you have if you've kind of got like a fruit forward desire where like fruit can sometimes be not like tricky to pair but like sweet fruit like a melon that we're about to just have i think it's just a really good breakfast wine like it's kind of got a little bit of like grip on the palate to Going to do a bit of food pairing with, and I'm just really excited to have it. I'm really, really, I, can you tell? I'm really excited. Me too. I feel like sparkling wine, mm-hmm. bougie, mm-hmm. always makes me feel a bit fun and silly, especially red sparkling wine, and especially slightly sweeter red sparkling wine. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. We are actually going to have a red sparkling, proper red sparkling later on today, but this is more like, I would say, like a dark rose kind of yeah. vibe. And what exactly are we going to be eating alongside it, Sophie? For this lovely breakfast of champions. I was in the mood to eat something fruity. Hence Mm. the fruity wine and the fruity plate in front of us. So we've got a sesame cucumber and melon salad. Because you wouldn't know it from outside, but it is melon season. And I love melons. Controversially prefer a cantaloupe to a watermelon. Mm. Watermelons can be quite delicious, but... So many pips in there. I think the payoff is quite low. Yeah. Whereas a really juicy cantaloupe melon, I think, is quite hard to beat. Mm. So we've got chopped up melon. I've smashed some cucumber. I've salted it over a sieve. You only smash cucumber when you like bash it with the side of a knife or a rolling pin. It expels some of the moisture and it also gives it nice kind of craggly edges Mm -hmm. that just soak up dressing a bit more than the straight up cut. And then I've salted those cucumbers and tossed them in a dressing made with tahini paste. The Bella Zoo one is my favorite. Uh, So if you're ever wondering why things don't taste nice when you use tahini, it might just be that you're buying the wrong tahini. Buy Bella Zoo tahini and you'll have the time of your life. Mm. Also, um, White Mousu, they make these delicious chili oils. They do one that's called a peanut rayu that is unbelievable. Like crispy chili oil with chunks of peanuts, loads of sesame in there. Um, so I've mixed that with the tahini, bit of um, Chinese black vinegar, chanking vinegar, um, and a bit of water and salt. And I've just tossed all that together. Oh, sounds Make. like a bit of me. I think it is. I feel like we needed something a bit fresher today. Yes, a little bit fresher. Also, with it being 10 a.m. at time of recording, I think that was another reason I went for a pet nap. When I do like wine clubs, I tend to kind of have like a little bit of a serious undertone, like, you know, let's like accurately assess like exactly what this amphora is doing to the flavor or like structure of this wine. But every year I do a pet nat party and it's always so much fun. Pet nat is a delicious wine, not taking itself too seriously. So I think it's just the perfect thing for this morning. Shall I get the bottle open? 
Ooh, that was a nice noise. Oh, it's going to fizz. No, it's not. Yay. It just looks, I don't know, it's such ceremony opening a bottle of pet now. It smells, I smell so Ooh. good. I can smell it from here. Look at that lovely pink clouds. Pink clouds of foam. I bought, currently on the table, is a massive bumper pack of dried mango. Because I discovered Ooh, yes. that I'm, I'm, please believe me, guys, I'm still relatable. The massive earth organic that's near me, um, <laughs> they sell like massive bumper packs of dried mango for like four quid. Which is obviously ridiculous, but you can get like a, you, if you go to Tesco's, you get like a third of that for four quid. So go Earth Organic. I love snacking on dried fruit. It's such an old lady thing that I've started doing. Dried apricots in the house at all times. It's just like, I'm trying to move away from refined sugar because I've been listening to way too much Diary of a CEO that tells <laughs> me that sugar is going to kill me. Um, the new thing they said that's going to kill us this week. Oh, what's that? Diet Coke. What? They say aspartin, which is the sweetener that's in Diet Coke and lots of other diet products, is carcinogenic. <gasps> but, you know, they say that toasted toast is a carcinogenic. Sausages yeah. are a carcinogenic. Barbecued meats is a carcinogenic. Basically, all the tasty stuff. Cigs, famously, carcinogenic. <laughs> yeah, oh, no shit. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> Wait, cigarettes cause cancer? All the good stuff. You're joking. All the, good, all the delicious things give You're you cancer. Joking. Anyway, cheers. Cheers. Clink. What's the best thing you've eaten this week, Ham? I have, I don't know if I've ever talked about her on the podcast before. I think Actually, no, I think I have. Um, I've just been smashing through M the Nutritionist's recipes. Oh, you have talked about her, but rightfully so. Uh, I've just been smashing through them, man. I made her, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The pasta that they make in Series of Unfortunate Events. Putinesca. <laughs> Immediately. Will always, Putinesca will always be... What the Beauregard children cook, Count Olaf's friends. Baudelaire. Baudelaire. Oh my God, what? Oh, Violet. Violet Beauregard. <laughs> I'm mixing up my violets. I'm mixing up my violets. Yes, uh, Pitonesca. I made her cod and Pitonesca. I also made her healthy prawn cocktail pitas. It's whenever she puts the mm. word healthy in front of something, I'm like, surely not. Her pita breads look so delicious. Her prawn cocktail pita breads were very, very good. I also made her Mediterranean orzo salad for the fifth time. In the last two months, uh, and it's currently sitting on the side. So if you want a little snack in between oh, our I snacks, I will. Um, she's it's, smashing uh, it. She's, she's absolutely smashing it. smashing it. She's possibly, besides you, um, the most <laughs> glam woman in food social media. Oh my god, she's so glam. I'm, I'm very unglam. She is the glamest. Mm. I, I aspire to be as put together as M. Mm. Shout out M. Shout out M. I don't know if she listens, but shout out M. I like this salad a lot. Well, I'm quite happy with this salad. Mm. It's much more tahini than I thought it would be, but I'm enjoying it. That's the sesame. Mm. <clears throat> I've eaten out at so many restaurants oh, yeah. in the last week, but I, don't, I think even then it's not the, none of the best things I've eaten have been in restaurants. I was talking uh, um, last week to some people that went to the wine club and they said, <laughs> I said, they said they listened to the podcast and I said, oh, do we talk too much about the restaurants we go to? Because me and Sophie worry that it makes us seem really unrelatable and annoying. <laughs> We're like, no, we love it. So go ham, Sophie. We just love eating at restaurants. Okay, so I went to Manteca, mm -hmm. uh, went for Cam's 30th birthday and had a very lovely meal there. Happy birthday, Cam. The food is just great there. The food is so good there. It's so good. There's, they make all their own. It's quite nose to tail and they make a lot of their own salamis and cured meats in there. Mm -hmm. We had pork jerky that was amazing. Mm. Now, let do this really nice thing, which is like, it's, I guess it's kind of a terrine of pork that they fry. 
mm-hmm. and serve it with apple sauce that is so delicious. Oh, yes. I know the, you exactly the one you mean. Went. Delicious. It's so good. Um, it's all very porky. So if you like pork, then definitely go to Manteca. Uh, but even the puds were delicious. We had this amazing cooked cream with strawberry granita and macerated yes. strawberries on it. I also had that. Very Such good. a good pud. Um, went to a new spot called Sohalia in Shoreditch. That's a mm-hmm. Lebanese restaurant. Really nice wine list. Had a delicious Spanish chilled red that was from... It was a grape that was extinct and somebody found some dying old vines in a vineyard and brought it back to life. Mm. And now they make really small batches of this wine. I'll have to remember what it's called. Oh my God. I post on Instagram because it was unbelievable. And yeah, really delicious Lebanese food. Went to our friend Anna da Costa's supper club last week as well. Oh my God, girl. Um, I know, I've, I'm spoiled, I'm spoiled. Also went to Fallow on the weekend. Fucking hell. So lots hell. of good spots. Fallow just on its own is probably like a once in a week. It's a once in a week experience. It's a once in a lifetime. <laughs> Instead of once in a lifetime for show me why, but it's, oh, Fallow is just a once in a week experience. <laughs> Fallow is, the food at Fallow is really good. It is expensive. I would say very much a special occasion restaurant rather than a popping there for no apparent reason restaurant. Um, but really nice cocktails and wine list there as well. Had a very nice Cote de Nuit. Mm. Oh yeah, I saw. It looked lovely. It was probably the nicest glass of wine I've had for a very long time. Enjoyed that very much. Where is it that um, our good friend of the pod, Will Hughes, goes for all of his special occasions? Um, Stoke Newington. Uh, uh, Perilla. Perilla. I always get to... all these like wired ones mixed up. Have you been to Perilla? No. It's lovely, Perilla. It's so, really, really good. Okay. Haven't been for a little while, but the food, the bread there is amazing. That's a basic thing to say. There's this whipped, it's kind of... Uh, I think it's seaweed brown butter mm. that they whip, that they have with the bread. It's very, very good. I'm just completely smashing this salad, by the way. <laughs> so you should. That's why I'm just kind of going, mmm. <laughs> I'm not really saying anything. The best things I ate, though, weren't in restaurants. It was okay. actually my own cooking, which is a thrill. <laughs> like, oh my God, can, can I do this for a living? Can I? <laughs> um, there's a recipe that I've developed, that, uh, which is uh, lemongrass porchetta. Mm. It's, it's kind of like lemongrass and chilies and fish sauce rubbed inside pork belly, wrapped up and roasted. Mm-hmm. And that's served with pineapple salad, like a pineapple and mint and chili salad. Uh, you'll get the recipe at some point in the future. Mm. I'll be able to give it to you. I but cannot wait. You can just think about it until then. So that's a really good teaser, actually. <laughs> I that's a really good teaser. Like, you know, this is a really amazing dish. Yeah, well, you could have to wait for it. I really like that. That's a really I feel good like there's a lot of my uh, social media presence for the last year has been doing things like Doesn't that. Doesn't this look good? Like, well, that sucks. Because <laughs> yeah, you can't oh, you have eat it. this? Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> Not for you. It's, yeah, just you kind of like in a cartoon, just like wafting this gorgeous meal in front of a nose. And everyone's nose kind of going. And On- then you're whipping it away <laughs> at the last minute. On that, actually, so I want to say that I know that there's a lot of that on social media where people who work in food post an image of something. And if they don't say the recipe, it's normally because they can't give it to you right now. Yes. Or there isn't a recipe. There's a lot of people who comment on social media just saying, What's recipe, the recipe? Recipe question mark. No, please. Oh. And you, I, I just want to gently say to those people... If the, if there is a recipe, they will give it to you. It'll it'll be going on a website. It'll be going in a caption. Otherwise, it's likely a recipe that you will have to pay for mm-hmm. that will exist somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and saying recipe question mark without saying please rubs people up the wrong way. Reading helps, guys. <laughs> yeah. Also, it will literally always say in the caption if you can have the recipe or not. It will say recipe on my website or 
it will say, you'll have the recipe one day. Yeah, exactly. Saying recipe question mark doesn't make it happen any faster. <laughs> Rant over. Um, <laughs> that reminds me, when I was um, looking at um, M's recipes, I was just scrolling down because usually she kind of puts like a calorie count kind of like at the top or like a little bit more subtly in the caption. Yeah. If people want to see how many calories if they're on like a deficit or they're eating more. Um, and like she, she said in like the recipe description, like how many people it was for. And about, there was about 200 comments saying portions, portions. How, how many people does this serve? Servings? How many people? I think when people are giving you recipes online, content creators are giving you so much for free and they're mm. giving it to you with all of the information there. Yeah. Just look at it more closely. Yeah. They're not going to reply to your comments saying how many portions when they've literally told you how many portions. I would be so embarrassed. I actually, oh, if, if this happened to anyone else, they'd think about it for like five seconds and just get on with their day. I've been deeping something stupid that I did for about a week. It's not even that stupid. I tried to buy um, a shirt from like a reseller on Instagram. She's very, very cool. I love to follow her. Um, Brenda hashtag is incredible. She inspires my monochrome life and she was probably one of the first people that like made me feel like it was okay to wear all black all the time someone actually sent me a dm saying oh my god honey you're like the brenda hashtag of the wine industry and i was like <gasps> if if you see her page she'll be like oh my god like this girl is like she's just like my goals but um uh, she was reselling a top and obviously i think she's super cool on her resale platform and it says in the top like eu only and i was like well i'm in europe uh, and it's like a mad scramble to get these clothes. And she and she replied saying, hey, bestie, um, sorry, it's taken so long to get back to you. Um, she said she actually did say, hey, bestie. And I was like, ah, oh my God, um, I'm your bestie. And um, she, she's really, really cool. And I felt so bad. She said, like, where are you based? I said, London. She said, as it says in the bio, EU only. And I was like, oh, you, no. honey, you fucking moron. Where's she like, based? I fumbled it. She's in Germany. I fumbled it massively, so... I fumbled it hard. That's so upsetting. It was so embarrassing. And you know what? I would have, I, I apologize. I said, oh my God, I'm so sorry for wasting your time. I forgot the Brexit was a thing. So I was like, not only does she think that I'm, I can't read, she also she thinks, thinks you're that a Brexiteer. I'm, <laughs> she Even thinks worse. that I'm stupid. No, you know what I said? I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I still don't clock sometimes that we're not part of the EU anymore. Um, fuck Brexit. Sorry for wasting your time. Did she reply? No. Oh, I'm so upset for you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was just like, oh, well, I'm massively deeping this now. But I, I just felt like such a moron. I thought about it for the rest of the day. No. But she's seriously cool, and I hope that the vest went to a good home. Maybe one day I'll live in Europe and I'll be able to buy all of her stuff. Yeah, you just have to move to Berlin and I then it will so, be well. I was so embarrassed. No. But it's okay. That's not the most exciting thing that happened to me last week. <laughs> um, Do you know what I've seen kicking off on Twitter this week? What? There's, You're on Twitter? I don't tweet. I lurk in the shadows okay. of Twitter. I read Twitter. Okay. But I don't, I don't type on it. <laughs> you don't do that. I don't. <laughs> Listener, I am typing <laughs> with my fingers. Um, I've been talk I talked about it a couple of episodes ago about solo dining, how I'm trying to get myself out there more yeah. and go out to eat by myself. Yes. And there's now a restaurant in London that has ridiculously started charging a surplus <gasps> to solo diners. So it's in Mayfair. Go figure. The restaurant's called Alex Dilling at Hotel Cafe Royale. Alex Dilling. Alex Dilling at Hotel Cafe Royale. And Alex Dilling bullied me at school. <laughs> Spread that rumor. Um, and they now have a minimum spend of 330 pounds for a solo diner, 
which is wildly inflated from what it costs to eat there if you in a duo. So basically saying that if you come, I imagine it's because, you know, a solo diner technically might take up as much space as two people and they're trying mm. to cover their costs. But it does seem like single people are being penalised, mm. persecuted for being, I don't know, like even, you know, the rental market in London now means that it's basically impossible to live alone as a single person unless you earn a fuck ton of money. And now you can't even go out and get a nice dinner without it costing more. It feels really unfair. Mm. Society rewards you for being in a group. I mean, I'm looking at the menu right now and I'm like, why would you go and have this on your own? But like, you know what? (laughs) Why would you go to this stinking restaurant anyway? You know what? If you are in Mayfair on your own and you're eating a dinner on your own, you can probably afford to pay 330 quid. What I would worry about is whether this idea, which like might feel perfectly reasonable for our restaurant, making this kind of food with this kind of like profit margin or whatever, whether people will see that for um, smaller restaurants where people might be more likely to solo dine who have a lower income. They're like, oh yeah, that's not such a bad idea. Actually, that makes total sense. Totally. I'm worried about the ripple effect it will have. Mm. Having said that, people aren't happy about it. Twitter's not applauding this decision, but when... When does Twitter applaud any decision? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's not going to be Twitter for long. Oh, yeah. X. X. Is that today? Uh, I don't know. I think this week, by the time this airs, Twitter will have rebranded as X. Speaking of, have you started on threads? Oh, I can't, can't be fucked, man. Yeah, I, just, I really can't be fucked. Oh, it's, it's been, yeah, it's been rebranded. The bird is gone. The X is in the corner. Um, It looks really boring. And now oh, all I, I can see is that um girl that's... uh. Pinky Doll. You know, have you seen Pinky Doll? The Have I? Okay, so there's this new rise of like NPC live streams on uh, TikTok. TikTok, Pinky Doll. Uh, it's just people that kind of go on live streams and they act like an NPC. Oh. And it's very strange. Um, I will... So what is an NPC? So an NPC is like a non-player character. So it's like if you're playing a video game yes. and you'll be playing, I don't know, like Legend of Zelda or something and you'll kind of come up to someone, talk to them and they're like, they say a dragon lives over there. Yeah, and that's yeah, all they great, say. That's great, an NPC. Great, 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 great. But then there's kind of like, the, the, the bit about NPCs that I find quite funny is that you kind of go around and hear people having conversations. You're like, oh, that's big NPC energy. When people kind of like, <laughs> Like, they kind of, like, solely exist as, like, really basic people to kind of, like... Supplement your experience. Supplement your existence and your story. Um, But she, like, yeah, there's, like, this really weird rise of, like, NPC content where women are pretending to be NPCs. And it's only women. I love it. Yeah, I don't really... doing this. But I don't really know what what it's from. Yeah, she just does, like, five hours of that. It kind of reminds me of... um, I'm seeing a lot of content on TikTok at the moment of people... Being Sims, but like the auto-generated Sims rather than ones that you select for yourself. Here we go. A strange TikTok trend where users live stream themselves acting like an NPC with pre-written dialogue. Uh, but It's going viral and confusing the internet. So during these <laughs> live streams, viewers send monetary tips to the creator, which appear on the screen as cartoon gifts, like an ice cream cone or a rose, uh, to which the creator reacts in real time. They typically respond to a catchphrase. Pinky Doll says, ice cream's so good. Yeah, see, if you've seen ice cream so good anywhere on the internet. And that is that is the Pinky Doll. You go, girl. Um, yeah, and they just, like, react to each gift with, like, breaking character. They go viral. Oh, my God, she's, yeah, 
she's got 500,000 followers. She can make $7,000 a day. But what, where is it coming from? Oh, my gosh. Timberland, the record producer and rapper, was listed as the top supporter of one of Pinky Doll's NPC live streams. What? So yeah. he was paying her? He was paying her to do all of that stuff. How much did he pay her? Doesn't say. That is quite niche from Timberland. Anyway, so that's like a fun TikTok thing that I have seen. And now that I've said it, you're going to notice it absolutely yeah, everywhere. everywhere. I don't know how we got into this from solo dining. I'm not sure how we did either. I was trying to track that in my brain, but I like it. We jump. Um, the other TikTok trend that is everywhere, all over TikTok, and now is being written about in mainstream media as well, is girl dinner. Um, have you been seeing a lot of girl dinner everywhere? I have not only been seeing girl dinner... But I've also recently been interviewed for a Times piece about girl dinner. Have you actually? Yeah. Oh my God. What have you said about girl dinner? Um, so for me, it's not girl dinner. It's like a picky, picky, picky tea. bits. It's a picky, picky tea. Picky bits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, girl is dinner it... is the fancy way of saying picky tea. Girl dinner is basically the trend on the internet where women aesthetically assemble nibbles on a plate and they call it girl dinner. But I find it really ironic because picky bits lunch was like associated with like like what I was talking about last week with like dad kind of like bringing some stuff together and just kind of being like a dad and going like, oh, I don't know, like, yeah, what do girls like to eat? Let's put it all on a plate. It's British thing. parents putting it's together parents. putting together a picky lunch. Yeah, I don't really know. How do you feel about girl dinner? I think it's silly. It's either picky bits lunch or it's charcuterie, the same thing. It just put in a new, put in a new, I mean, the same with a lot of internet trends. Mm. It's stuff that's existed forever and ever and ever that gets given a new title. Nothing new under the sun. There is nothing new. No one has an original idea. Girl dinner is just picky bits. Yeah. My version of girl dinner is having some chopped up cold apple. Yes. Some cheddar, some crackers, maybe or some peanut butter on the plate. Not to eat at the same time as the cheese, but to eat with the apple separately from the cheese. Maybe also some some like saucisson or something on there if I have it in the fridge. Yeah. But generally, my girl dinner is apple cheese crackers. Mm, Maybe some okay. celery. Okay, okay. So that sounds like my partner's dream meal. Yeah. I also, I've never actually thought about this before, but, and I also don't know if you've ever noticed this before eating with me, but I like to eat things separately. So yeah. unless it's all part of like a one big thing, like the salad was fine because I knew it would all work together. But if it's like stuff altogether, I like to eat things separately and so I don't like things roast to dinner, touch. Potatoes. I eat so with What's um, the order? So I eat the carrots first and then I eat the well, I eat kind of like the sprouts first. I eat my least favorite bit first. Okay. And then I eat the sprouts and then I eat the carrots and then I'll eat the potatoes. Do you not put something nice in there early doors to like No. Spice it up a bit. I it has to be an ascending order I eat order the of meat goodness. to reward myself at the end. And it has to be eaten separately. I can't have like a carrot and then go straight onto mashed potato and then go back to carrot. But what happens if you get full before you get the good bit? Um, I, I, yeah, I don't. No such thing. <laughs> I don't. No such thing. Next question. Next question. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't like... Um, I, just, I just don't... <laughs> I'm just going to listen back to this podcast after I get my autism diagnosis. And be like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's quite a neurodivergent trait. Um, I just really don't like um, texture, different textures um, in my mouth. Interesting. I like, I like to eat things separately. I forget that you have a past as a fussy eater. No, not even a fussy eater, just like a bit of a weird eater. Yeah. I can't like have things touching. I, I kind of like, I know the way that... Basically, yeah, I've just become like my dad, who's like, he knows exactly the way he likes things. And if anything different happens, like, uh, if we will have a spaghetti, uh, uh, lasagna, yeah, and like he just likes a normal lasagna, 
if mum puts like chops up, I don't know. Uh, she's like, oh, I thought it might be fun to put some dried apricots there. I'd be like, oh my God, I can't do that. Like, what, what I can't have, you have done? that. What have you done? And you, then you just like, will like really struggle to eat it. Yeah. Because, sorry, dad, I know you listen to this. <laughs> and I'm kind of vetting you, but I've inherited this now. Like, I know how I like things. And if I don't, like, my brain gets itchy and I have like a minor, like, like a meltdown. <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, mama! <laughs> my dad is the same. He's also a, a, a dedicated listener. Hi, dad. Uh, he picks out, if he's eating a chili, he'll pick out every kidney bean from the chili. <laughs> he won't eat the kidney beans. He'd, the he'll, he'll finish he the meal the and there'll be a little pile of kidney beans on the side <laughs> of the plate. He decided with every, he's 60 now, but with every year of his 50s, he decided a new vegetable that he was never going to eat again. So we never ate cauliflower. Your parents are both so slim. How do they not <laughs> do they not eat their veggies? I don't know. I don't know how they do it. Just excellent metabolisms that I clearly I hacked the my genetic makeup and crashed. Um, but they yeah, my mum loves veggies, but my dad will not he'll eat he'll eat a pea and he'll eat a green bean and he'll eat a, he'll eat a carrot. Okay. And I think that is the extent of it. Okay. He's gonna listen to this and slag me off and say that. <laughs> I missed on his out. podcast. I missed out some <laughs> crucial vegetables that he does in fact eat. But he, he will not eat anything that's dark and leafy and green. He will not eat a leaf. Okay. He will not eat any kind of pulse. Interesting. No, no pulses. He's also Nothing just, with a pulse. As opposed <laughs> to anything with a pulse. Apart from beef, which he's very much pro. Yes. Okay. Interesting. I think yeah. our dad should have a podcast. I know I we've talked should. about like on the 100th episode, maybe our boyfriends do the podcast. But I think it should be our dad's. My dad will... Listen to this and take that as the invitation. He'll be here next week. He's, he's so excited already. <laughs> My dad will already be having a panic attack. <laughs> Love you, dad. Just kidding. <laughs> what is your equivalent of not to not to call it girl dinner because it's not girl dinner but my dinner when I'm feeling lazy and just want picky bits is my cheese my apple my crackers what's yours uh my lazy dinner um I was gonna say a miso soup but that just doesn't sound like much um I like to go for oh my favorite snack is to kind of go for um like sliced up apple mm. and then peanut butter ding, and ding, I dunk ding. it in that texture is fine because I'm in control of how much it's dipped yeah 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 um, someone isn't piling that on the apple for you and telling you to eat it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no no I wouldn't like that's actually so true so if my partner was to dunk um, a slice of apple in some peanut butter and give it to me like no, no matter how much peanut butter was on it would feel right and I'd have to do it myself <laughs> would it make a difference if it was crunchy or smooth uh, I don't, don't give a shit about that no I don't give a shit about that I used to really not like peanut butter and now I do I didn't either for most of my childhood. Came mm. to it later. Yeah, coming to it later. I thought I had a peanut allergy just because my throat went a bit numb when I had peanut butter. But now, are you I, sure you do? I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> I think I just built up a tolerance. <laughs> I just that's yeah. I used to have a really high voice. This is what my voice was like now after eating after eating all the peanuts. Um, also, if you're listening to this, then it will have been announced that I am doing Sunday brunch this coming Sunday. Yay! Yay! Tune in. What time does it kick off? Um, so it kicks off at I think about nine or something like that. But my segment isn't usually till like half eleven. Lovely. Um, because they kind of want to get as close to midday as possible before talking about booze, which is fair enough. Can we get a sneak peek of what booze you're going to talk about? Or is that top secret? I'm going to be talking about rosé, baby, oh, for yeah, Barbie, baby. for Barbie. Of course, all the. Have you seen Barbie yet? No, not yet. I'm absolutely desperate to. All the reviews tell me that it's a thing that I would love deeply. I really, really want to go and see it. I'm waiting for um, my partner's cousin to be back because last time I went to go and see a film, I went with my partner's cousin 
and one of his best girlfriends and really really lovely and i think we're gonna do it again. girl squad girl squad i'm assembling my mum some of my sisters and a couple of my best mates yeah next week come on barbie let's go party i just love everything that greta gerwig does and i can't see that this would be any different no i think it's gonna be good what did she do before um she did hot little women oh i didn't see did that see ladybird didn't see that oh my gosh hannah I know. You I, I like I like Sasha Ronan as well. She's in both yeah, of them, right? I really she is like indeed. Sasha. And she's fucking great. Timmy is also in both of them. Who? Timmy. Timmy. Timmy Shalloway. Oh, Timmy Tim. My good friend, Timmy Tim. I have shown so many people that video since she sent it to me. Hannah, until very recently, had not seen the videos of Timothy Chalamet at his school <laughs> doing his performances. Um, so good. They've been a favourite of mine for several years. The internet now loves them too, and I'm glad you do. Also. You can just tell that he was popular because if I tried to do that at school, everyone would like literally kill me. <laughs> you have to be popular to have the confidence to pull something like that off. Exactly. There's no way you're a little nerdy kid who gets on stage and does that dance. <laughs> she says I was a little nerdy kid. I was. <laughs> well, that's a mean assumption, but it's very true. Um, I don't believe it. Did you see the thing that I sent to you that um, the director for Wonka watched? Yes. Before he hired him to prove that he could sing and dance. Which he obviously can. Which he obviously can. I mean, he can. doesn't do much singing. He does a lot of shouting. He can dance, And he goes, hey, <laughs> That's always about I can hear. <laughs> and him doing Roman's Revenge. Yeah. He's good. He's good. He's, I, yeah. He filmed Wonka in Broccoli. Loads of it was filming in Broccoli. Yes, I remember this happened. But I mean, I didn't spot him, but Everyone he was, was in my local Everyone was going insane because he was, yeah. Timmy Tim in Broccoli. Insane. Um, there's another TV show that's come back this week that I know that you are very into. What is it? The Bear. <gasps> we watched it all last night. Did you watch all of it? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so impressed. Um, Ending was mid. Okay. Ending of the series is mid. But there is one kind of like hour long special that's a flashback to the family Christmas. This isn't a spoiler, but so I'm not going to give any spoilers in that. But there's one episode that's like an hour long flashback to the family Christmas. And oh my God, my blood pressure was so high. So stressful, so sad. Like, obviously, it's like kind of like a big, like, um, and there's like some great high profile celeb cameos uh, uh, playing members of the family. I won't spoil it for you. Okay. Um, but that is, that was really, really, really good. And then you kind of like, you had like these, like, big, messy kind of family moments where it was like 10 people in a room and then you get people coming off and like having like these really intimate, sad moments. Also, oh, like, I really root for Richie's character in this series. The bit, like, yeah, the ending didn't make me cry, but an episode where, like, Richie goes in stages, I wept. I was just like, no, nah, I can't, I can't do it. It, it. Yeah, that is really, really good. I am very excited for you to see it. I also, am quite anti the bear. Oh, yes. But not. I, I know that it's critically acclaimed and will be good and I probably will enjoy it. I'm really bad at watching shows that people tell me to watch. I did just realise after I went and talked about it for ages, I was like, this means that Sophie's even less likely to watch it. <laughs> I hate watching shows that people tell me to watch. It's a classic conundrum that I think lots of people do as well. Um, I also just, I find chef, like bro chef culture, quite toxic and hard to watch and be a part of. And I find it... I think maybe it's too triggering for you. I think it's too triggering and I don't think that I would... I don't think I'd feel relaxed watching it. I think it would remind me of 
uh, a culture that I really despise. <laughs> but they do it in such a way where it's like it's not like, yeah, he's a chef, bro, and he swears and he shouts. And it's just really cool. It's like, oh, no, there's stuff going on in his personal life and he's actually really miserable and men's mental health matters and blah, blah, blah. Oh, I find that, I think I'd find that too hard to watch. Really? It is quite hard to watch some of it. I would give it a watch, maybe. maybe okay, maybe I'll... I'll stop being a chicken and give it a go. Really cool, um, really cool fact. Um, my friend Angus trained up Will Poulter for the role. Um, spoiler alert, he's in episode four, but I mean, the internet's going absolutely mad for him. So um, my friend trained Will Poulter. If you guys want to hear the story, we can get him on for a bonus episode at some point. <laughs> if you want to hear the full story, then let us know. But that was absolutely incredible. I didn't realize that that's what they did. I thought they just kind of like came on set and was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll chop this onion. But so Angus, Hannah's good friend, is the chef at Black, Black Axe Mangal, um, headed up by Lee Tian and his lovely wife, Kate. Mm -hmm. um, great food in London if you ever want to go there. And Will Poulter went there and did a stage. I think he also went to a couple of other London restaurants to stage. He did. He? he went to St. John. Yeah. and Maybe Trullo or something. I don't know. Um, I think they said it on Gemma Bell. I really appreciate the effort that he went to, though. To be in one episode and to go to the effort of doing multiple stages shows such a dedication to the craft. I know, apparently he's the loveliest man ever and it's really annoying. That surprises me very little. He gives off nothing but lovely man energy. <laughs> apparently it's just like ridiculously lovely. Which, you know, is fine. We love when a child actor is lovely. Was he a child actor? Yeah, he did lots of stuff when he was younger, didn't he, Will Poulter? Or he did the main, he was a tea um, actor. Son of Rambo. Was he? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, Will Poulter was definitely a child actor. Oh, okay. Oh my God, yes, so small. Yeah, tiny boy. Oh my God. Son of Rambo. Oh my God, I've only just made the connection, that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that's... <laughs> I had no idea it was him. Because I remember the posters for Son of Rambo. I don't think I've actually ever seen Son of Rambo. But... No, me neither. Yeah, I remember... Um... It was a free DVD in the Guardian. You know when like the Guardian used to give oh, out free DVDs. The free DVDs in the newspaper. I what was your favorite free D newspaper DVD? Um, I can't believe they don't do it. East anymore. is East. <gasps> yes. East is East. I can't I mean it must have come in the Guardian in like I the think late we probably 90s got, at some point. I remember um, watching that a lot. <laughs> um we got The Last Emperor. Oh, that's a good day. Yeah, Last Emperor was a pretty good one. Um, do they even give, I mean, do they do toys and cereal anymore? Do they even do Happy Meals at McDonald's? You don't even get anything for free Do you get anymore. free treats? I like the free DVD and thing. I remember watching Last Emperor um, and getting really nervous because, you know, I remember starting to watch it and then I was really, really enjoying it. And my parents and my sisters were like, we're going to go out for a walk. And I was like, okay, fine. And so I was just sitting watching Last Emperor. And I think that's like one sex scene in The Last Emperor. And I think I was about like nine and I was so scared. Like I was... <laughs> Is that like a formative sex scene of your childhood? I don't even remember what happened in the sex scene. But you remember it happening and not enjoying it? No, no, no. I remember it happening and being like, knew, I knew that I wasn't supposed to be watching it. I, I watched it anyway. I was like, oh, okay. Like I wasn't old enough to kind of be like, oh, I was watching it. I was like, oh, okay, okay, like, fine. Oh, this feels wrong. Okay. I was like, I know, I know what this is. And I know I'm not, I mean, like it's not overly gratuitous, no. but it's quite sensual. Yeah. I was like, okay, like I know what this is. And I know I'm probably not supposed to be watching this. And I was so nervous. I actually remember <laughs> like the digital numbers on the DVD player now, because I was trying to find a way that I could like, Something else. No, no. Something else. I was seeing if I could erase the fact that I'd watched it. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Will they know? I think I actually um, rewinded it to a point before it and then left it on pause as if for them to be like, oh, yeah, she didn't get to she, that She bit. didn't get to that bit. Don't she worry about it. Very cunning. I was, quite a, I was quite a cunning kid. I was a smart kid. <laughs> quite cunning. Um, but yeah, that was actually emblazoned into my brain. I was so scared. I was like, ah, they're going to know. They're going to know. I the sex this. scene from my childhood that is emblazoned on my head is the one in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, I've never seen um, Four Weddings. There's, I think, is it, this, is it the second wedding, I want to say? Between someone called Bernard and his wife. Uh-huh. Um, and Hugh Grant's, like, hiding in a cupboard. He, like, <gasps> he like leaves he leaves the wedding because he's feeling sad and is, like, walking around this house. And then he hears them come into the room and just, like, runs into a cupboard. And they start having sex on the bed. And she's <gasps> going, Bernard, Bernard, Bernard. <laughs> and I remember being about eight years old watching that being, like... Whoa, that sounds oh! a bit more explicit. I just think there was a lot of, kind of, like, moaning and... Yeah. I mean, Moni is maybe worse than someone kind of comically shouting Bernard and like the thumping of a bed. You don't actually see anything. You just oh, hear okay. someone. You see her like climbing on top of him in her wedding dress. The last emperor. <laughs> Sex scene. <laughs> last emperor nude scenes. Oh, it is nude. It's nude. There's like boobies out. Oh, God, no wonder you felt troubled oh, yeah. by that. There were no boobs in Fallings in the funeral, I don't think. Oh, there, there, no, wait. All the nudity is just him like... What, what is it his nips? No, no, no. It's the nips of his mum or like maybe, I don't know. The nips of his mum? Wait, what? <laughs> is, he, is it an incest scene? <laughs> oh God, now I'm on upskirt.tv. Oh no, that sounds like a horrible website. Yeah, I think, oh my God, there's literally like nothing going on. They're literally like lying in bed together. <laughs> 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 They're literally like... And you were like, I, can, I can't have seen this. Oh, no. I've having a nap I've, next to I've each got, other. Like, chatterbait pop-ups. Look, they're just having a nice lie down. Oh, they're not even naked. <laughs> they're not even naked. They're fully clothed, listener. Fully clothed. <laughs> All of the nudity is like, okay, she's getting into bed and then going to kiss him and saying something. So it's just quite intimate. Yeah, it's just intimate. I was like, I shouldn't be watching. <laughs> I'm invading really, on a private moment. That's actually really funny. <laughs> uh, can we talk about your tash? We can talk about my tash. Of course we can talk about my tash. Um, I got my my tash threaded for the first time ever a few weeks ago. Okay. And I feel like a new woman. And I now feel like there's loads of beauty treatments that I should be getting that nobody else would probably notice but would make me feel... I don't know what it is. I never thought that I had a tash. And now recently I'm like, I want to I start like shaving my face. Yeah. I feel like makeup would sit nicer... Especially on the tash area. I shave my face just because I have like really long side. Oh, do you do it regularly? Uh, no, I don't do it as regularly as I should. I do it when I remember to do it and then I get like a five o'clock shadow on my side. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried about this with the tash threading. I was like, am I going to grow back like proper They do it stubble? so quick. But no, it's so good. Has everyone been getting their tash threaded? And I didn't even know. People get their eyebrows threaded, right? Yeah. Do you know what? I used to do that and I now think they make them too thin. And I know that's the trend now. You do your own eyebrows. I just my they keep quite a good shape generally. Me too. I just like pluck. I just pluck, get, the, pluck the flyaways. Yeah, same here. I just think there's so many fun beauty treatments out there to get. I yeah. haven't really been a beauty treatments girl ever, other than the occasional wax before a holiday and very occasional pedicure. Mm -hmm. But now maybe this is what I'm going to be. I'm going to be a girl who goes and gets yeah. her tash threaded. What falls into that category of beauty treatments that don't really like mean that much to other people but mean a lot to you? I think injectables. I haven't mm. done it yet, but I think I will. Mm. 
it's just the same thing, isn't it? I think as long as you're transparent that you're getting it, if people are like, have you done anything to your face? And you're like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to do a fucking Kim Kardashian. Be like, like that I have a fake butt. Have <laughs> you seen that? <laughs> What's the craziest lie about your intentions? That I have a fake butt. But you do have a fake we butt, do, baby. Kim. And Kylie recently being like, I've, I've like had filler in my lips and that's it. It's like, come on, babe. You've got liposuction scars. Yeah, really. Where she's about... got a scar like under her armpit, which is probably oh, like I'm not surprised. a classic she's a, she's a lipo new mom. scar. <laughs> she's yeah. allowed to have weight gain. She's clearly had a BBL. She's clearly injected more stuff into her face than just her lips. And I just think there's really no problem with getting any of that stuff done. Just say you did it. Yeah. Otherwise, girls are gonna be like, I didn't go through puberty and look like that. What's exactly. That and she's. And I don't know. There's this thing now in the new. Season of the Kardashians where they're talking about it and being like, we've got responsibility to other women to like, what kind of standard are we setting? And then like the other, and then that's the trailer. And then the episode, they're like, yeah, I mean, like it would be really like great if we'd had anything done, but we haven't. But so. obviously we haven't. <laughs> so what are you doing? Just, I'll tell you, I know everyone's thinking it. Yes, I did get my tash threaded and it does make <laughs> me feel and look phenomenal. And I know you're all thinking it, so I'm not going to deny it. I did. Oh and God. I loved it and I'll do it again. God. I'm not going to do it, Kylie, guys. I got, um, I've never had my toes done. I've never had a pedicure. Have you been recently? You can, you can tell that I've never had a pedicure because I call it getting my toes get done. Get my toes done. I've never had my toes done. I think you call it getting your toes done. Do you know what? I've had it done maybe twice or three times. It's, it's so fucking ticklish. Yeah. What they don't tell you is how ticklish it is. Okay. They're literally tickling your feet for about two hours. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'll probably get my toes done. I've been told that I have quite nice feet naturally. Oh yeah, get the feet crowd in I've here. I've got um, <laughs> stay away. <laughs> For the love of God, you show foot, me your toes. You foot fetishists are way too um, way too proud. But I have quite. I've been told I have quite straight toes. For the listener, Hannah has just whipped off her sandals and is wiggling her toes at me. <laughs> I've got like I do quite like my yeah. They're quite straight. They are very pretty feet. Uh, but then my my last one is just so podgy. I'm like, what is your purpose? <laughs> what get, do you do? Are you going to get baby toe liposuction? <laughs> <laughs> so. F- so fucking fat. Hannah I'm is so setting unrealistic fat. beauty standards for feet, guys. Unrealistic. <laughs> so fucking fat. Um, no, my toes are lovely and chubby. They're beautiful um, feet. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, lovely. Anyway, find me on Foot Finder. I don't know. Like, I get so I follow lots of meme accounts, um, and they're recently getting paid by Foot Finder to do adverts, and like, girls will be like, "Oh yeah, I get paid like." $500,000 to be on Foot Finder. What is Foot Finder? I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> I want to look on... F- I'm not going to lie. I have been asked a few times if I would sell photos of my feet. Why? From serious people. Feet um, Finder. Sell feet pics where models make millions. I'm not opposed to it. I've been told before that I have pretty feet by several strangers on the internet. When there's even a peep of a sandal in a photo, people comment on it. Okay. So maybe it's time. Maybe it's... When I, you know, cost of living crisis. My rent's Those quite expensive. Categories. Okay. I am 18 years or older. How it works. Active sellers. Hey, my feet look better than hers. <laughs> no, foot, no foot shaming here, Han. No foot shaming, but ugh. Um, <laughs> do you have to do anything weird with your feet or can you just sell pics of them? Okay, so like this is, this is one of the photos that's carp as an example. Oh, so it's just someone... Okay, listener, it's somebody... Kind of naked legs, but absolutely no vagina in shot. And they're just crossing their foot over their leg. Yeah. Um, I'd sell that. There's like, that's not really. 
Okay, there is some more sexual stuff on here, admittedly. <laughs> but I'm, I wouldn't go into, like, my nun's not getting in any shots. Just, no. Just no. a toe wiggle. Just a little toe wiggle. Um, I think that my feet look better than most of these feet on here. <laughs> not Hannah's going to make her millions. You can buy the picture for $10. Oh, my God. Okay, so so there's um, popular categories. Okay. So let's do, like, a family fortune style thing. <laughs> have, a, have a guess. Have a guess. Um, Small. Is it like a, a tiny, like petite feet section? No, no, there's not. Is there a I think you kind of need to go like more, uh, not more, but more general. Oh, is there things to do with your feet rather than yeah. types of feet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is there, oh God, is there like a wet feet section? There's a dirty feet section. Oh, of course there is. Are people like got their toes in the mud with the worms? Look at this. <laughs> in the mud with the worms. Oh, <laughs> Go on, what are the other ones? Uh, high heels, obviously. Yeah, Gu- lovely, yeah, classic. Hello, guys, like, Timeless. Soles. Just the soles. Not as in like deep within, like just the soles of your feet. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a woman's Feet ghosts. <laughs> uh, nail polish. Yeah, nice. Socks. Yeah. Lotion. Pedicure. Ooh. Male. Boy, fe- who would boy pay- feet. Who would pay for boy feet? Come on. Boy feet is so gross, consistently. I've never seen a nice boy foot, never. Dancer. Dancer on points. Exactly, that's exactly what she's doing, she's on point. Cute. Um, tattoo, showing face, and nylon obs. Yeah, okay. I think there's some stuff we can work with there. Arched, Asian, boots. Chubby feet, chubby feet Chubby is one. feet, chubby feet is one. Dominatrix, flat feet. Flat feet. Food. And it's just (gasps) Sophie. Oh my God. Is it like feet in baked beans? Nearly. Look. Oh my God. Listener, somebody's just rolling their feet on apples. And strawberries. I think you could do that. I think I could too. It feels quite arty, the foot one. Uh, It's like still life. (laughs) Mature feet. Smelly. Oh God. Stomping. Oh my God. I love stomping. You're going to love (laughs) that. Please, can we upload this to Instagram? Listen, this image is a high-heeled foot about to stomp on a person. A really tiny man, and he's going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is just so good. 12 toes, 6 toes, 9 toes. Incredible. Um, <laughs> shall we smoothly segue onto letters? We've been talking for a while. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. So, do you want to read or shall I read? I can read. Okay. I booked a holiday with two of my friends, but they have recently had a falling out. Am I going solo? Ooh. Ooh. Um, 
How expensive was the holiday? <laughs> this is literally it. Um, can you get a refund? I don't know if I'd personally go. I think if one of your friends still wanted to go and the other one was really like, fuck that person, I don't want to go anymore. You guys go ahead. Um, then I might just go with the other person, but I would feel bad about it. Yeah, what's your relationship like with those two? Like, have you picked a side? Mm, yeah, there's, this is a classic one where... We don't know all the details. So it's hard. It's hard to. We, we can, okay. We can imagine this. We need to encourage people to send like massively. Like take the time to write like a twenty-page email <laughs> so that we understand all of the details. Oh my god, that that's absolutely nightmarish. Um, yeah, I suppose it depends. Actually, if you're getting in touch saying, "Am I going solo?" That implies that you can't get any of your money back, right? Yeah, I would think so. Could you invite other friends? If it feels too difficult to choose one of your friends to go with, could you ask somebody else if they want to take their place? I know switching names on flights can be hard lots of the time, but Airbnbs isn't too hard. You just get them to book their own flights. I imagine your friends, if they've had a falling out, they're kind of fine with losing the money anyway. They might actually be pleased if you could get them to get some of their money back by bringing other friends in. To the accommodation situation mm. so i would suggest you don't need to go by yourself bring other people along or if you want to go by yourself go by yourself i've seen lots of people on lovely solo holidays this summer yeah, and nice actually it's very relaxing yeah i think that'd be a good idea i think that's probably as far as we can get with that depends on where you're going i guess like solo yeah. holiday in some places easier than others like i might not go to i don't know i'm gonna go to like morocco by myself mm-hmm just because I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of dudes around. Yeah. But I would go to a nice, uh, I don't know, somewhere in Italy by myself. Yeah. There are infamously no like, creepy dudes. No creepy dudes <laughs> no in creepy all dudes of Italy. In Italy. Um, there was, just very quickly while we're on strange guys in Italy. Um, I recently went on an incredible trip to uh, Chianti, Classico. It was absolutely amazing. But some of the um, winemakers were quite funny. Um, like a, l- a little bit mansplaining, but you know, as is. As is their right, I suppose. You're used to it. You're used, used to, to it. it. But um, I... Have I told you this? I don't think so. Oh, so funny. I, we were getting like a tour of the winery and this winemaker said, so a lot of the soils around here are very, very ancient. I said, oh, wow, that's amazing. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A- ancient means really old. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I know it doesn't seem like English is my first language, but please, like... <laughs> Please allow me. Oh my god! I wonder at what age we were aware that ancient meant old. I maybe like five. It's like mansplaining something to you that's <laughs> not in there. Okay, like, yes, I know you speak very, very good English, and I speak basically no Italian, but you do not have to rub it in, <laughs> bro. Um, this did, ne- he think, did he think it was a really advanced word? Yeah, 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 yeah. maybe he thought it was like, a, like a wine, specifically to do with wine. A wine like, making. Just do you know that means old? Oh, okay, thank you, thank you. Um, Next one's really cute. It's also travelly uh, based. But yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Sorry for a weird segue, but hopefully that answers the question. So the next one is also travel themed, as I was saying. Taking my 78-year-old dad on a day trip to Paris as he's never been. What are your top spots for food and drink in 12 hours? Oh, I love this. I mean, I, t- I did a similar trip this year. Um, but I imagine with a dad who's slightly older, you probably want to go for some quite classic Paris spots. My top pick for dinner or for lunch is absolutely Bistro Paul Bear. It's in the 11th and uh, it's a really classic French bistro experience with really, truly phenomenal food. 
really nice classic wine list and pretty affordable as well. So I would say Bistro Paul I'd also say you want to just go get some really good pastries somewhere. Go to somewhere like Pan Pan. Um, you could even go for lunch somewhere like Bouillon Chartier, which is always a really good time. What do you reckon, Han? Um, I um, <laughs> I think I recommended this place two weeks ago. Is this the one that you went to with your partner with a really good person? This one I went to with my partner. Agent Nico. So A-J-E-N-N-I-C-O-T. So good. Very, very chill. Like old local crowds like nice and chill they speak english um so it's like very like low pressure and it kind of like we come in you're like okay it's gonna be like like casual fast food dining food um but honestly the tartar town was amazing i uh, had like a lovely kind of like cassoulet with chicken and beans and stuff mm. oh, it was all so good very hearty food very very reasonably priced um so i would 100 percent recommend that um yeah, obviously, if you're taking your dad, then it's not going to be like similar places to where we'd go on our I, I feel like Paris is really good for the classic stuff. But mm-hmm. I imagine your dad's not much for natural wine and small plates head. You um, never know. You never I know. mean, maybe he is, maybe he is. But um, there aren't many better locations for classic eating experiences than Paris. So even if that's not his bag, hopefully our recommendations are helpful in some way. Okay. And then the last question is... What are your best veggie dishes to satisfy non-veggies? Oh, um, I think you need to carb load. Carb load, definitely. Pies, tarts. Mm-hmm. So any, I generally, I mean, I cook veggie, like mostly veggie food most of the time. And meat eaters are never like, oh, where's the meat bit? If you do a delicious tart, mm-hmm. I know it's not very trendy, but I fucking love a quiche. Mm-hmm. A quiche in any flavor, you can flavor it up in lots of cooler ways. But some kind of delicious, like roasted garlic tart, it's mm. a quiche base, um, would be great. Also, oyster mushrooms. The texture of oyster mushrooms is so magical. You can do so much with them. You can brown them so they go really lovely and meaty, like they're little bits of chicken. You can shred them so they're like pulled pork. You can put them on skewers and they look honestly like chicken kebabs. It's insane. Ooh. Um, I've done one before, which is like an ale-braised oyster mushroom pie where you brown the mushrooms as though they're pieces of beef. Mm-hmm. And then you cook them in loads of Guinness and a mirepoix of veg and some porcini mushroom stock and loads of wine. And it tastes like a steak and ale pie. It's <gasps> insane. Do that with some puff pastry on top. Mm. A very meaty pie. It's all about the spices and the flavorings. Because I was saying this the other day, I was saying like... My favorite fried chicken is down the way at Yanji, and they do like this amazing like Korean fried chicken. And obviously the texture is great, but I'm like, if I'm honest, like my favorite bit about it isn't the chicken; it's the spicy, buttery, lovely, juicy, fruity, vegetable sauce. Oh yeah! Like, if you just put that on anything, if you just so long as like the flavor is good, then I don't really mind. But yeah, if as long as you like front load with carbs and cheese, I don't think people give a shit. Carbs, cheese, and just like hearty portions. Yeah. People who say they can't get full off vegetarian food are bullshitting. Everyone everyone has got full off a plate of chips or a margarita pizza yeah, before. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, pizza. You can... Also, just like... Yeah, just big portions. Big big portion of potato salad. Maybe you do a big tomato salad with some burrata on it. Maybe you do some roasted aubergines with tahini and some kind of delicious spiced butter on top of it. Mm-hmm. That is a hearty meal that will fill you up. Oh, 
Sounds so good. I'm so hungry again. Well, luckily, <laughs> we're just about to go and film another episode. More um, food on the way. More food on the way. Nice lunch. Sophie, is there anything you want to plug for the coming weeks? Not at this moment in time, to be honest. Um, okay. You can find me at Sophie Weber on Instagram if you didn't find me there already. <laughs> um, and I don't think we're getting anyone new from this. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. maybe. Maybe there's some new guys, new bods out there. Hello, mm-hmm. if you're there. Nice to see you. Yeah. Or where you have. Um, Watchmen Sunday Brunch. Of course. Obviously. I'll be there tuning in. Yeah. Will you? Not not at Sunday Brunch, but no. on my sofa. <laughs> Weird. Oh, you will actually be watching me. You're never um in the country. I'm when... never in the country. This is the third time lucky I'm in the country this Yay. time. I'm ready. I'm so excited to be at Catch Me Um Outside. How about that? Talking about some roses. So yeah, catch me around like eleven thirty, I think. I'll be there and I'll be like smiling and I always follow TV for pets and I'm always really worried about how I can possibly follow it. <laughs> Do you ever see the TV for pets section? No. They just kind of like put something on the TV. Uh, it's like, I don't know, it'll be like a duck quacking or something. And then people will record their pets' reactions and send them in. And I always come on after the reactions. Oh, Damn, that's a hard act to follow. Really difficult to follow because everyone's like, "Why do they do that to you?" Oh, I don't know. Just to humble, just to humble me, just to humble me. I suppose I don't know. You can do it. I just like, yeah, I just now associate like the most stressful moment of my life with, um, yeah, (laughs) 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 really cute pets. But um, yeah, catch me there. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating. We've got lots and lots of lovely ratings and reviews just from us bullying you into giving them to us. So I'm going to continue to do so. Keep it coming. They help the podcast more than you can ever know. And it also helps me and Sophie on a personal level. because <laughs> <laughs> It means that we do good. So yeah, and we'll catch you next week for a bumper episode with an incredible guest. And it's going to be the last episode of the series. Oh, it's come around so fast. It's come around so quickly this time. But uh, again, give us a like, subscribe, review for us to do more. Please, please, please. please. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.